Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car. Good day and welcome to all of you Car Wash listeners out there. I am Slu Paho, host of the show. A quick disclaimer before we get into today's episode. As I'm sure you've all seen, Kaiser Chiefs have now officially announced Gavin Hunt as the new coach of the team. Unfortunately, we recorded today's episode before that news came out officially. It was still unconfirmed at the time of recording, and so I did not ask Deco and Sean about it. Uh, and so you won't hear us discuss it and get into it in today's show. We will, of course, discuss it in full next week. By that time, I'm sure his technical staff will have also been announced, and I'm sure we'll also have some news as to whether or not their transfer ban has been lifted or sustained. So unfortunately, you won't hear us uh, discuss the Gavin's story today. Uh, Apologies for that. It's what we call the car wash curse where news comes out after we're able to comment on it. But there is still a whole lot of great content on today's show. So stay tuned, stick around and enjoy the show. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 44. On today's show, the inaugural car wash premiership awards, the latest on the Highlands Park sale. And we ask the question, is Mourinho still the special one? Whether you are joining us on the SL Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Game Time on Mahikang 96.7 FM, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Lou Paho, but of course, I'm not alone. They call him 007 because he's secretly an agent. It's Sean Roberts. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I was expecting worse. I'm good, bro. I'm yeah, they, good. They made me nervous about saying that one. <laughs> And uh, he was a star like Rhea. He's a pillar in his city. He becomes a pirate when the sun goes down. It's Deco Murise. Hey. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Slu. How are you, Chief? I'm all good. I'm all good. Well, you know, I'm the, I'm the funniest one here, but it's another man's task to give us the joke of the day. Mm. That is Sean Roberts. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor about butter? Well, I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> oh jeez. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that you. one is tough. Well, thank you. After the joke of the day, we can start off the show with pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we present a question to the fans and supporters and listeners. And of course, the question on everybody's lips is who is the Absa Premiership player of the season? Here's what you guys had to say. The play of the season is Tembazwane, 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 Mshishi. Tembazwane, Mshishi. Tembazwane. I'm sure of that. Goes straight to level Manyam. He had a very good season. Temba Mshishi Zwane. Uh, he has been instrumental. Menonibona Kapadino Mangamirna Zawano Diakwala Basami Kankamai. Tembazwane really deserve it. He really put out his work throughout the season. There we have it. Almost unanimous. Uh, there's a couple people who, who disagree. But um, Temba Zwane. There was also one guy who just said he had a great season. We didn't hear what he said. Oh, I think. Was was that Lebo Manyama? I think it was Lebo Beautiful. Look, I mean, uh, I think Teko is going to agree with me and what everyone else has said. Yeah, but uh, I think without that, being a midfielder, scoring so many goals, being so consistent. Yes, he went through a little bit of a rough patch towards the end, um, but sort of bouncing back the last three or four games. But um, in my eyes, Temba Zwane. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's an interesting one just because, you know, people have also thrown out on, on Twitter specifically, I've seen Nurkovic thrown out there. Mm. But I would say Tembazwan is the balance also of the goals and assists that, that he produced for Sundowns. Mm. Um, and I mean, the, the little hump that he went through was entering the bubble, right? Yeah, no, I, th- I also think um, Nurkovic is not a bad shot. I mean, he, he's come in. Um, mm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a great signing. It's very rare you get uh, a... A foreign striker making such a big impact, especially such a big team. And I think he was instrumental in Kaiser Chiefs' success this year, without a doubt. Um, but I mean, yeah, Nurkovic is a great shot, for sure, 100%. With success. With success. <laughs> oh, but look, okay. Should have they won the league? Yes. But we can't discount the facts of what they achieved in terms of turning back 12 months, Teko, and where they were last season. But so no, 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 I was just referring to the success you okay, were saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> what, what, who's right, who's right. your pick? I think I think we, you've given him enough praise this season that we. I think I know your yeah? pick, Deco. Of course, <laughs> Slu. I mean, we we. I, I find it okay. I understand guys that are pulling in your level Manyama and Nukovic. I understand that, but when you look at you look at the team first, uh, Mabel Sundowns won a treble, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at Tembozwane's performance and his contribution in all that. Yes, he had a little bit of a slum in the bio bubble, but he came back very strong. And they, he was very instrumental in, in at the end of the bubble for them to win two trophies. Yeah. And then you look at all the candidates as well. They also went into a little bit of a slum in the bubble, but they couldn't come back the way Tembozwane did. And as a midfielder to score so many goals, to create so many chances, and being also the former candidate as well. Last season was the candidate that were against mm. Lodge as well. Mm. So, so that shows consistency. So for me, Football of the Year should be a person that is very, very consistent, not the person that's on form. And Tembazwan has showed the consistency in his game, the maturity in his game, and, and to perform under pressure. I mean, that's one thing as well. All the guys that we spoke about, uh, other candidates, I don't think they did well under pressure. I think Tembazwane thrives under pressure and and also you know with the team that is doing so well i mean there's no doubt timbers one for me is is he deserves everything this season i, I agree with you Teko. i think a little bit of praise needs to go to pizza as well because when he was going through his slump i think he managed that situation very carefully he he didn't start timber in, in a few games and sort of slowly started introducing him again and started getting the best out of him uh, what, do, what do you think about that statement yeah, I mean, it was great because I also uh, remember having a conversation with, with, with Temba as well. Because when he, was, when he wasn't performing well, I told him that he's putting himself so uh, under so much pressure and uh, he just needs to come back and just create one goal. You know, take each and every game as it comes because I could see he was frustrated and uh, and Pito did well. I mean, Pito um, uh, managed Temba very well. Not only Temba, but he could manage your Villa, your Sorino very well. And that also helped Tembo Zwane to come back and be thirsty for the game and trying to play his normal game. Because sometimes when you played so many games, you know, you, you're getting mentally fatigued. And with Temba as well, especially when you're not playing well, with Temba knowing exactly how he has been playing the whole season. Mm. When when Pizzo also spoke to him and uh, he understood his game and he also was 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 the guy that also criticized himself. He criticized himself so much. Mm-hmm. So I remember having those type of, type of conversations with him and he was too hard on himself. And I told him that I know the type of situation he's in and uh, by by being too hard on himself, it only distracts his game. He needs to come back and look at all the games that he's 
has done well, you know, put a smile on your face, enjoy the game. All these other things will follow through because I think it's what's important is to try and enjoy the game. And you could see whenever he enjoys the game, he does everything so with, with, with so much ease. And I, and I was very, very impressed when he came back and created two goals, you know, started scoring as well. It was mm. very, very impressive for, for a player of his caliber to come back within the short space of time. Yeah, okay. yeah. His combination with Serino in those last few games was insane. Yeah. Uh, Slu, imagine if Serino could speak proper English. The combination would be better, you know? <laughs> 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 They're doing this with zero communication skills. <laughs> Dude, imagine. Instead of pointing Those fingers. Those guys are dope. <laughs> Those guys right. are dope. Let's go, let's go uh, position by position. Uh, we start with the goalkeeper of the year. We, of course, know who got the golden gloves. That's Ronwin Williams for the most clean sheets. Mm. But on the list as well, we, of course, have Daniel Akbay for Kaiser Chiefs. We have Richard Ofori at Marisburg United. Wayne Sandilands at Orlando Pirates. And one name that people don't mention a lot is Veli Moto for Chipper United, who actually got 10 clean sheets in just 19 appearances. Mm. Um, so this is, a, this is an interesting one. I'll pass it over to a goalkeeper yourself, Sean Roberts, who's your shot stopper of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's nice that we can choose between five or six. It's quite rare, but I think, um, you know, obviously Ronwin is world class. He made his 300th appearance, I think it was this season or towards the end of the last season, I think it was. Um, and he's still young for a goalkeeper. He's still got miles to go. Mm. I think the impact that Richard O'Forey had this season for Maritzburg was very noticeable. Um, he's been on the radar for some very big teams. Um, the impact that Daniel Akpay's had on Chiefs and the sort of battle he's had with Kune and us seeing that as fans and as, as neutrals, seeing that unfold into what it is today, I think I it's been great for... I didn't mention Nyong'o, by the way. We didn't mention Dennis Nyong'o. I didn't mention Dennis um, Why? 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 Yeah. Uh, we've got to throw Dennis in there, obviously. Um, Wayne Sandlands, 37 years old, keeping 10 clean sheets. You, you know, you've got to, you've got to mention that. Um, yeah. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Ron Williams. I think he's, um, in terms of... And this is a guy who's never injured. You know, his distribution is phenomenal. As you say, he's, he's, he's collected X amount of clean sheets. He's won the Golden Gloves. Um, for me, he's Bafana Bafana's number one, out and out, in my opinion. Um, and he's just he's just going to get better and better each season. And um, yeah, he's just so consistent, Lou. He's yeah. just so consistent. You know what you're going to get with Ronan Williams week in and week out. Definitely. New club captain over there, Supersport as well. Mm. Um, Deco, who do you have for goalkeeper of the, of the season? No doubt, I'm fit. Oh, Williams is, is deserving and uh, we could see, you know, he's growing every season. Um, he's, come, he be, he's becoming better and better every season. And also, I think he's one guy that uh, you can't mention Supersport United without mentioning his name. Definitely. I think he's been the core of the team for so long and uh, and I think he deserves to be number one in in, in, in the national team because he still he still has the age, he has experience, he has won trophies as well. Mm. I think it's high time that he gets his praise. And uh, I also feel like he he should have won this award a long time ago because mm. I think he's he, he's that good. Mm. But yet again, you know, um, um, this is the right time. Hopefully, from now on, you know, he can cement his place into the final setup. I agree. 100%. So the prize that Ronald Williams will win is Sean's IX Cape Town jersey, but he has to join us on the show to come into studio and get it. <laughs> priceless, priceless. Yes. So next time he's in Cape Town, Ronwin, swing by, bro. Yeah, I'm straight. All right. Next, we move on to Defender of the Year. Uh, I've got a, a few names on here, but this one is it's more subjective than I realized on, on Twitter, especially. Mm. Uh, so we have Rashinda Rook, who's been mentioned quite a bit. Um, 
youngest on the list over here that I have for Marisburg United. Uh, one who's always on this list is Tyson Tulani uh, Chatroyo for Bidvest Vitz. Mm. Um, potential, oh, actually, it's pretty much confirmed he's going to Pirates now. Mm. And I also have uh, Mucheko Madisha, who before the bubble was on everyone's top three uh, defenders. Um, and, you know, he had a couple shaky performances, but I feel like that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Eric Matoho, who we've discussed on this show and whether he sometimes gets overhyped or, or whether he's deserving of the praise. And in the bubble, there was a couple of times where I felt like he was playing striker. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think Matoho, he's a, he's a, he's a mixed bag. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think it's very rare in South Africa to have a goal-scoring centre-back and he's one of those. Mm. And I think that's what he brings to Kaiser Chiefs and that's why he's such an asset. But um, in terms of consistency, I feel he could improve. In terms of out-and-out defending, I think there are some better defenders out there. But just the mere fact that he, he can score six, seven, eight goals a season, he's got to be in there. But for me, I think who's made the biggest impression is probably Rashin Daruk for, for Maritzburg, um, especially in the first half of the season. They go a little bit quieter, quiet in the bubble, but again, you can't really monitor players in the bubble. It's just a very different experience. Um, but defender of the year, for, for sure, Rashinda Rook, um, as, as you said, you can't discount Tyson. He's earned himself a, a big deal at Pirates, and he's one of the best pros I know, and I've had the privilege to play with as well. But for me, it's just Daruk for sure for uh, Maritzburg. What do you think, Tex? I think the easiest one is the goalkeeper because they go with stats. The other ones we just go with who performed better, who did this, who did what. But I also feel like, um, like you said, before the bubble, I think Madisha was top. He was, he's, and especially for his age, to be playing so many games, week in, week out, to be consistent. It's, it's, it's very rare within the league. And Daruk was doing, is doing very, very well. I, I believe that he deserves to be playing in one of the top teams in the country, if not overseas. Um, you know, he reads the game very well, but I'll never, never, never discount Madisha because of one or two games that he had, sure. uh, bad games in, in the bubble. I think, I think Madisha has been very, very consistent this season. And, uh, and I think he's been the guy at the back there that has been very consistent because you could see some, at times, uh, Nascimento will be out because of injury, Wainarens will come in and out, you know, Lebos will come in and out, but it, Madisha never changes. So that shows, you know, the trust that the coach has in the, in the boy and for his age to be playing in, on that level, it's, 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 it's unheard of, especially in this league, especially playing for a big team like that. I think Madisha is very, very consistent. Yes, it's between Madisha and Daruk, but whoever takes it, for me, I'll never ever worry. But I don't, think, I don't think Tyson had a great season. I think Tyson will forever be there because what he brings into the team. But I don't think this season he had a great season. I think these two boys were outstanding this season. Yeah. And right. Matisha as well was uh, rewarded with a new contract, wasn't he, at Sundance? Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's, so that's, I'd count that as two votes for Daruk because, yeah. Shona, you went with Daruk. So Rishun Daruk wins one prized signed photo from our world-famous editor, Simon Strella. <laughs> priceless. <laughs> priceless. Again, priceless. It's priceless. like, take that. Look, people will buy that, all right? <laughs> It's big money. <laughs> Next, we move on to uh, midfielder of the year. And I think, okay, so here's here's where I, I kind of had an interesting thing where I went, Temba does play so far forward that sometimes you might want to count him as a forward. Mm. Um, but he is a midfielder. So we have Lebo Manyama, of course, uh, for, for Kaiser Chiefs, who, who was their best one. We had we have a guy like Trumpokekana, Downs captain. I, I'm going with the kind of, uh, Premier League way of doing it where the captain of the mm. 
prim, of the league winning team kind of has to go in. And so Shampokekano, of course, and plus performance wise, he's, he's been great. Um, a guy who I, I thought about this and, and it's kind of sucks that his season came to an end so soon, but George Maluleka, Mido, was putting in shifts for Chiefs. Mm. Uh, but then obviously we've already voted Tembazwane as, as player of the season. So, uh, I suppose maybe go, um, this is honorable mention midfielder of the year? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, it's um, you look at what Klompo has done and what he continues to do for Sundance. Mm. It's um, it's nothing short of a breath of fresh air. It's, it's, it's such a pleasure to watch. And uh, he's such a, a good pro and he's such a good leader. And um, it's just great watching him being interviewed as well. He's just such a down-to-earth guy. Mm. I think Lebo's first six months of the season was phenomenal. I think he didn't have a great bubble. Uh, by a bubble. I think we'd all agree with that. Yep. Um, but just the the gap that George Wanderlecker left when he wasn't there and you could see how much he was giving and how much he was how much value he was adding uh, to Kaza Chiefs. You know, him and Katsanda working together was just a pleasure to watch. Um, and I'm just upset that um, he didn't get to finish his season um, for Chiefs. I think if George was still there, Chiefs would have won the league. Mm. That's my honest opinion. Um, but yeah, I think what, what Timbers won is brought to Downs this season and the past season has been nothing short of miraculous and um, a good pro goal-scoring midfielder. Uh, yes, midfielder of the year for me, Timbers won. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So so we're going to take you also. I mean, we we could say, who, who who would you maybe say honorable mention? Just just so that just so that we, we balance it out uh, because otherwise we'll just sit here praising Timber all day, mm. <laughs> which he deserves, but... He deserves that. I, I think the honorable person that I'll bring in is, is George Maluleka for, for different reasons. I mean, um, George brought so much stability within the Kaiser Chiefs setup. You know, in the midfield, he was the guy that when Chiefs is under pressure, is very calm on the ball. He knows exactly what to do with the ball. And at times when he wasn't there, you would see that they lack in that person to actually drive the team forward, to help them to, to free your Lebo Manyamas to perform better. Sometimes your superstars in the team to perform better, they need certain individuals. And I think that individual that was very, very key was Josh Malilega. It's just that the problem is they saw it when he left. Mm -hmm. I think like, like Sean has said, if he was there, Kaiser Chiefs would have possibly performed better in the bio bubble. You know, especially in certain games where you could see that, you know, the creativity is not there, but George was that guy, you know, and he was not, he was fearless. And, uh, and I think for me, if, 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 if it would have been nice to see him finish in the bubble as well, to see whether he would be able to continue with that form before the bar bubble, because of we've seen everybody else, how they struggled. I'm not sure whether he was going to struggle or not, but I believe that he, 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 he deserves a special mention. But of course, I don't think this isn't, there's ever been a player that is better than Temba in terms of creativity, in terms of, of, of carrying the team. Because sometimes, you know, when you're playing in the midfield, it's like in a, you know, in a group, it's a band. People must carry drums to the stage. The other ones must be behind the curtains to direct the music. Tembo was the one on the mic. Yeah, right. You know, and 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 people are there to 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 hear his vocals and all that stuff. I think Temba was that guy this season. And irrespective of who was playing in the midfield, whether Jali, whether Shompo, whether Mabunda, Temba was always the guy that 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 even you know always shine. Even look at look at how talented Serenio is. And for you to play better than Serenio and be consistent year in year out, it's very very tough because Serenio is very very talented. Yeah. And Temba Temba being Temba, the the things that he does and 
playing uh, with the superstars within your team and to carry the team that has so many superstars is very, very tough. And people take that for granted. And me being the person that has been there, I know how difficult it is. And I think Tembazwane has, has improved so much this season, especially with his goal tallies. Uh, last season, I think he scored three. Uh, this season, it's, 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 it's there for itself. And also, they won three. I, think, I don't think there's any player that is close to Tembazwane. But I think George Maluleka stand a good chance if he could have finished the season. Yeah, I agree. And just, I mean, just to put it in context as well with, with George, I mean, I remember playing with him at Ajax. Um, and I'm seeing glimpses of back then, this season of George, you know. I think George has been in second and third gear for the past four or five years or maybe even six seasons and he'll, yeah. be the, he'll probably be the first to admit that as well. But uh, um, I, I certainly felt he he shifted up the gear this season for, for Chiefs and um, yeah, it's a big loss for sure. No, he shifted the gears to go to Sundowns. What do you mean he shifted the gear for Chiefs? No, he was you, shifting the gear to move. You know what I'm saying. You can't shift the gear to, to be in the same place. I'm saying he shifted, he shifted the gears this season at Chiefs. So that he can move. Which he's got his move. What else do <laughs> you want me to say? <laughs> okay, Sean. Semantics. Guy, I hear you. Yeah. But you hear what I'm saying. Uh, 100%. How can I disagree with okay. uh, Teko Medise? All right. So the prize, so the prize for Temba and Mido, right? Uh, Teko, you have to go into your closet and have a box with all of your old clothes. And then Temba and Dude, Nido can go thrift shopping you know, you know, in the box, okay? You know what I, what, I, what I said, actually? I said to, uh, I don't remember saying this to who I said, if Temba doesn't win football of the year, trust me, I'll give him one of my trophies. <laughs> oh, snap. There we go. I promise there we you. There go. I promise you. Plastic that I'll though. do. <laughs> Not many people can say one of my trophies. <laughs> Big flex. All right. Probably he's under 12, uh, <laughs> most improved. No, I'll give, I'll give him a football. I'll give him, player of the no, season. man, I'll give him I'll give him my football of the year. One of my football of the year trophies. One I of promise them. you. Ah, yeah. Hey. Damn. Yeah, there's two, Sean. Damn. And now we go up front for striker of the year. Uh, we had a blessed season when it came to goal scoring. Um, so many, I mean, it was eight players uh, hit double figures, which was the first time we mentioned this on the show, but the first time since 2011 that that's happened. Uh, we have Gabadinho Mango for Orlando Pirates, Peter Shalulile for Highlands Park, Samir Nurkovic for Kaiser Chiefs, what a debut season, Bradley Hrobla, Supersports United, Kermit Erasmus, Cape Town City, Bongin Tuli for Amazulu. What a list. Um, and by the way, uh, news coming out today that I saw is Bongin Tuli has handed in a transfer request at Amazulu, so we might see yeah. him at a big team soon. But wow. who do you guys who do you have for striker of the season? I mean, it, it's a tough one. Do you go with the guy who scored the most goals? Uh, if it is, then then yeah, we'll go with Mango. But um, no, nah, but there's two of those because they finished tied on 16, Shalulile and Mango. Yeah, so, so you have to choose either way. Yeah, well, I think I think the obvious choice is Shalulile because. Um, it's, mm. a, it's a sort of mid-table, not exciting football team that is continuing mm. to score week in and week out. And he's earned himself a big move to Sundowns and, and well-deserved for sure. You look at Nurkovic as well, a debut season, um, consistent, big, strong. Uh, you can see how much he's missed when he's not playing. Um, but, you know, Bradley also a good comeback season, Erasmus and Tully, but for sure, Peter Shalalila, without a doubt. Peter Shalalila. Amen, Sean. Yeah. Shalalile for sure. Um, I think between Mango and Shalalile with the two different personalities and whenever on the pitch, um, you look at how Mango, uh, him being a player himself, I think he gets himself in too many troubles. He gets himself too many yellow cards. He gets When he gets frustrated, it becomes a problem for him and that distracts his game. And with so much creativity around you, you should be, you should, you should be, you know, 
overjoyed and rejoicing because you know that you you're able to 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 have teammates that will create for you to score goals. I don't think uh, uh, Mango um, um, deserved this um, a strike of the year for me. I'll say Shalile merely because at, at that team they they're playing head tennis. There's no creativity <laughs> at all. <laughs> and 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 for you to to be scoring so many goals um, with no creativity, imagine playing in a team that is so creative. Correct. And 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 you can see Shalile plays his heart off. You know he runs and he score he scores every goal. Like he scores headers. You know because of course he can't score a free kick, but he scores headers, tap ins. That's a, that's the type of striker that you need. Not only striker that relies on one thing. And I think Mango also brings that into the game. But it's just that if 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 these guys were really really tired like they are right now, I'll choose the person that 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 likely wasn't supposed to be in that in that uh, in that bracket of of top goal scorers. And I think Shalilio should be taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And scored some of those goals that he should. He, he had no business scoring. Yeah. I remember there was one in the bubble where. He, he gets it with his back to goal. Doesn't even look like he has sight of it. Turns and just volleys it top corner. It was yeah. madness. Yeah. Good player. So, so Peter Shalulile, your prize is Clint's giant Puma boots in our studio. Again, you have to come in to collect the prize. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't mail this package. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I realized I haven't sacrificed anything. So for overall player of the season, which obviously goes to uh, Temba Zwane, if you release an autobiography, I, Slu Paho, will read it as an audiobook, free of charge. <laughs> I know that's hours of work, but I'll do it for you, Temba. I'll do it for you. I am. All right. I am. <laughs> All right. And uh, now it is time for the International News Desk. And for that, we are joined by international news correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? Good see. <laughs> so we have to discuss Jose Mourinho and whether or not he is still the special one. We asked this because of that opening uh, game lost to Everton for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, and as a former Manchester United, well, as a Manchester United fan, Jose Mourinho is the former coach of your team, Kurt. So uh, what are you seeing yeah. that, that, that reminds you of them dark days? Okay, so I, look, I believe that Mourinho will always be considered among the greatest coaches of all time. Um, in addition to all the titles, he has this persuasive power. There's still something about him that is captivating. You just can't look away. And I think that earlier in his career, he simply came with less baggage. His fallouts with high-profile players over the, the last few years have been well-documented. Um, and also, of course, his unwillingness to switch styles, to evolve. And I think that Mourinho has just become his worst enemy. And I think it's it's very human. I actually don't think it's got anything to do with football. Um, and what I'm referring to is his lack of introspection and awareness of self. Um, I can well, I can't recall many times where he has admitted to being wrong. And by the way, I completely get it. He had a lot of success early on um, and he must have just believed that everything he touches turns to gold. So we can just repeat what we see in the newspapers by saying he hasn't evolved, he hasn't adapted with the times and that is true but he hasn't uh, grown as a person and you know there's still something about him that has people mesmerized, he has that personality and lure that other managers don't have but he is stubborn and I don't think that he will be successful again until he 
peels back the layers. I mean, this past weekend when you know Spurs lost to Everton, he blamed the referee for one or two decisions. He pointed fingers at, at his own players, called them lazy, especially when it came to how they were pressing up front. But Spurs were absolutely shocking and mm. they created uh, very, very little. Mm. Now, not everything can and should be blamed on the manager, but those players represent him. Mm. He lost the, rep- uh, the, the, the changing room at, at Chelsea. He lost the, the changing room at Manchester United. And still he talks... Um, about his players in a way that I believe or I can imagine to be quite discouraging. Um, you know, I just think that regardless of what he's won in the past, it, it must be quite difficult um, wanting or to, to try and want to play for Mourinho right now. Um, and, you know, I saw some of the clips in that the Spurs documentary that's come out recently, this all or nothing documentary, and it did absolutely nothing to convince me otherwise, mm. you know. And I have no doubt that he turned it on for the cameras either. So, of course, we will always consider Mourinho among the greats. But, come on, man. What, what's happening right now is, is difficult to watch. Jens, what do you guys think? I mean, specifically when you look at Tottenham Hotspur as well, that's, that's a team right there. That's a team that you can challenge for Champions League spots with. You have Harry Kane, you have Hyunmin Song, Delhi Alley, um, a lot of these guys. And so... You know, and and there's potential potentially big names coming in. I've seen them now linked with Gareth Bale out of nowhere. Mm. There's a left back at Madrid that they're linked with that United also linked with. Do you guys? What are your expectations for Mourinho and the Spurs side this season? Yeah, I think uh, Kurt answered that beautifully. I mean, um, this is a guy who's not going to change, so we need to accept it. Um, and otherwise, we're going to be having these conversations in the years to come. So whether or where he's going to fit in into which team and how remains to be seen. Um, I just can see, and I agree with Kurt, I can just see a familiar pattern reappearing here. And um, he lost, again, he lost the change room. at the, the hardest job for any manager is to keep the change room. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, Pep's done it well over the years. Sir Alex has been probably the master at it. And um, Mourinho, I think, in the last five, five, ten years, has struggled with it. Yes, he he's, he will always be the special one to a certain um, extent, but you can slowly starting to see now that okay, if I switch on the TV, oh, there's Jose Mourinho. It's like okay, there's there's David Moyes or or whatever. Mm. No disrespect to David Moyes, but I'm just saying it's not like oh, there's Jose. Yeah. So <laughs> that sort of feeling is sort of diminished if you know what I mean but he's he is his own worst enemy I think Kurt answered that beautifully to me I'll tell, I'll tell you um, Jose has never been anything special to me of course they call him a special one but for me I don't think I've seen in all the teams that he's coached I've never seen you know uh, star players performing very well he's got his histories with players and all that type of stuff I watched actually because Tottenham is one of my favourite teams in the EPL and I like how they used to attack, how they used to keep the ball, how they used to play as a team. Right now, the system that he's trying to implement is, is it's, it's a counter-attack system with no creativity in the midfield because he's fighting on Dombele, he's fighting your Deli Ali, he's fighting everybody, but he doesn't look at himself. And I think he's, he's slowly, slowly killing that team because he now he wants to buy another striker. Probably maybe he's going to play, what, 4-4-2? I don't know. But the thing is, like, for me, if, if I was a player and Jose Mourinho is coming to our team, I'll, I'll, I'll have a problem. 
I'll have troubles because I'm a creative player. And I don't think Jose Mourinho uses his creative players enough. I don't think uh, Spurs uh, now are playing beautiful football. Like Curtis said, I don't think Jose Mourinho wants to change. I don't think he will change. I think he still lives in the past. But the history has told us that every second season he starts doing well. So this is his second season at Spurs. Let's see what he has to do. Mourinho, you know, he had so much success very, very early. And it was a, a sustained success at, at a number of teams. Um... But I think that he his like his lack of introspection and his lack of oh well, sorry his his unwillingness to adapt and change also stems from like uh, not being a, a high level footballer himself or top level Correct. footballer himself. I think that if he was one of those guys in the changing room right now, he would understand the frustration that they feel. But he can't put himself Correct. in their shoes. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes from like a, an insecurity as well because of, of of you know he's made his name as a coach. A lot of other uh, coaches get jobs based on who they were as players, mm. and Mourinho doesn't have that. I think it's all ties in. It's it's, it's a very very human thing that go, that's going on with Mourinho. I don't believe it has a lot to do with football. It's just his personality. I think that he he, he always feels like he has something to prove because of his background and not being a, a top footballer or a very good footballer mm. back in the day. Um, and yeah, he just he doesn't know how to put himself in in his players' shoes, and it shows. It's shown for the last five years, like Sean said, um, and I and I can't see it changing. That's the worst part about it is that, you know, Mourinho, he will suck you in with a, an awesome interview he gives, and and everyone falls in love with him again. But then, after the next defeat, or after the next draw, or even after a win, he is predictable by you know, he's complaining about players, his own players. And he just falls into that every single time. And it's difficult to see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel for this current state that yeah. Mourinho is in. I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, say two things that occurred to me. One, when it comes to Mourinho, <clears throat> the style of play reminds me of a guy, and Tottenham fans aren't going to like to hear this, it reminds me of Unai Emery for Arsenal when, when we were mm. And... Um, another thing, mm-hmm. and we're, we're about to move on. I'm going to ask you about Gareth Bale with Man, with Man United, but Tottenham's yeah. name has now been thrown in there as well. It occurred to me that Gareth Bale yeah. had a falling out with Zidane. Zidane, three-time UEFA Champions League winning recently, Zidane. And so if Bale can't figure, figure it out with him, how's he going to figure it out with Mourinho? But let's talk about Man United. Uh, should Manchester United be pursuing this potential deal with Gareth Bale? I think they I think they should and and it's not because I I mean I've been quite critical of Bale over the last few seasons I question whether he's still got the hunger and desire um, to to continue at the highest level but he says he has he said in a recent interview that he does so okay let's take his word for it now I think United um, should explore the option because this the standoff that they're having with with Dortmund right now over Jaden Sancho it's just dragging on too long and they're running the risk of getting no deal completed at all. I've read that United are trying to play the tactic of letting this go down to the last week of the window and then getting Sancho at like a cheaper price than, you know, than what Dortmund are currently asking for. So I think that Bale, because what we've read is that Bale would be available around 20 million. So it's, you know, a quarter of what... It's a steal. It's a steal, Kurt. Or a fifth of what, of course, a fifth of what United would be paying for Sancho. Um, and it would probably be like similar wages. He's currently on 350 at at Real Madrid. Sancho was set to earn around 300. So I think you, you're getting a, a winner. Yes, he hasn't, you know, over the last few seasons, he's, he's kind of 
uh, faded. He hasn't played a lot of football over the last two seasons in particular. But come on, this is a big, big player. For a club like United, it's, it's shirt sales. I think they should definitely explore it. I'm not sure they will with Spurs now being interested and with his agent having openly said that they're in talks with Tottenham Hotspur and that uh, Gareth Bale wants to join mm. um, Tottenham Hotspur. So I'm not sure it will happen, but I do think that United uh, should be looking to explore this deal for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of almost crazy the way United are conducting business, this transfer window. It just seems like they don't want to drop any money or whatever a team says, they just disagree with almost purposefully because even they, they, they deal with uh, yeah. regu- Regulon. Is it Regulon? Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, Regulon, yeah. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Madrid said, yeah, we'll do this. And United was like, yeah, how about no? So <laughs> we'll we'll see how they how yeah. the transfer window goes. Um, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, international news correspondent. Cool, gents. Thanks, Kurtie. Cheers, guys. Bye. And so... Up next, we have uh, Highlands Park up for sale. Uh, Two different stories have now come out this week alone. First, it came out that the PSL rejected the proposal uh, for for Highlands Park to be sold to Tim Sugazi. And then both the Highlands Park chairman, Brad Kaftel, and Tim Sugazi both said, no, it's going to be concluded this week despite those complications. And that, that was like not fake news, but people jumped the gun on that news because there's just a little bit of paperwork that needs to be sorted out. So I want to read this quote from Brad Kaftel, the, the, the chairman for Highlands Park, because it's interesting to me. And there's parts that I kind of disagree with or I have questions about and I need to get your guys' thoughts on. So he says, the deal is proceeding. We are busy with the PSL. There's some paperwork that they need uh, and that will be forthcoming in the next day or so. Then he says, financially, the deal gives us an opportunity to pay off our debts and to take a break for two years and maybe return through an NFD status, but debt free. We just ask for the supporters to be patient. Then he says, you know, this whole situation has been brought about by COVID-19 and we aren't able to generate the level of sponsorship from external parties that we need to balance the books. We would never be selling the club if it wasn't for COVID-19. We are a victim of COVID-19. COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. So, Like American propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it just feels <laughs> like, um, I don't know, it feels like there's 31 other teams that went into that bio bubble and 31 other teams impacted by COVID-19. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them NFD. <laughs> but you see, I mean, with, I know Brad quite well, so I, so I understand what he's saying because I know um, his company financed it. And he owns a lot of the VW headfield and whatnot. So, yes, in terms of the lockdown, I can imagine sales have, have dropped diminishedly. Uh, that's not even the right word. Diminished. Diminished. They have diminished. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, sounds like I'm pissed. <laughs> um, it's, it's sad because, I, you know, and the, and the fact that he said that we asked the fans to be patient for two to three years. I mean, there's. Yeah, it's it's hectic, man. It's it's so hectic. I, I I feel for them. I feel for anybody who's been in any sort of business, including myself, during COVID, because it's it's hectic. Everyone's taken a knock, and obviously that's a knock on a mass scale. Um, I think they've seen an out here. I think they've been offered some good money. I think with the sale of the two star players and Bala and Shadow um, Lila to Sundowns, they've balanced the books and some. Don't get me wrong. They've made some serious money here, Slu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's sad for SA football. It's another team out of Johannesburg. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just all these sales of clubs just leave such a 
taste in my mouth. Eh? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm over it. Take your thoughts. Yeah. For, for me, I would say, you know, there's, there's so many teams that don't have sponsors that were there in the bio bubble that were also affected by COVID-19. And, um, and yes, maybe from the business point, because he knows that he's been VVW, the sales and blah, blah, blah. But my thing is, this guy has done it before. You know, Highlands Park owners have, have been in this business before of selling teams and buying again. And it's just sad that with Highlands Park being a team that was very interesting, even though they were playing head tennis, but it's a team that is very interesting to watch, especially when they're playing against big teams because they always give them problem. They, they bring out that different, you know, uh, especially with your Shalulilias and all that type of stuff. But it's just for me, is it's very sad this season to see the sales, especially for Vets and Highlands Park, you know. I, I, I don't mind new new guys coming into the league, but I think I just feel like everybody should should end their place. I think you need to go to NFD, you know, play your playoffs, win the league, they come in and so that you can appreciate the PSL more. Mm-hmm. I think all these guys that are coming in are just business people and then they they they're gonna sign whoever that's available and then they're gonna figure things out next year, probably January transfer window, they're trying to fix things. But then the chances are they're too late. And the standard of football, it won't be that great. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two teams that were doing very well within the league, Highlands Park and Vets. I don't think the standard of football in the PSL next season will be that great. I think uh, it's going to be a problem. For me, it's it's more of the standard of football. And also, I'm, I'm feeling sorry for the players. You know, the unemployment, again, you know, now your agents now need to run around now there's going to be issues now of paying out the players as well, you know, and with the relocation to what teams you got a team, people, players will be like, okay, now, now they need to trial again. Mm. I read somewhere in the news that guys need to trial again. Imagine you're a season campaigner, the new owners are coming in, you know, like, hey, Donna, you need to come in for trials. Yo, dude, that's sad. Mm. And I just feel like, you know, this year it's, it hasn't been a great year, especially for, for everyone, but also for the PSL, for all the sales. I just hope that whoever that comes in, all these new uh, owners that are coming in, they'll help, you know, pushing the football forward, the, uh, the, the standard of football forward as well. You know, it's just that I hate teams that are coming in into the league just to, to survive. You know, I just want teams to try and win the league, try and teams to win the cups that are available. I think those are two teams that were there. We've seen Highlands Park in the final. We know how Vets have won all these trophies as well. So it's for me, it's, it's very sad. Mm. especially for next season it's going to be a problem to watch because plus worth slew I can't even see so I'm wearing prescription glasses so you can imagine the cup of football that we'll be watching <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be too new I don't know we're, we're going to maybe talk about the playoffs later but I don't know if you guys have been TTM playing like in, in, the, in the playoffs so <laughs> it's going to be tough for them next season and now we're going to have uh, a new TS team in the, in the, in the, in the premiership uh, so we're going to see. And you know you know what's frustrating about this story is I can understand COVID-19, how it's affected businesses, how it's affected owners and all of that. But what it sounds like is that some of those debts predate uh, the whole COVID-19 yeah, situation and then it just got made worse. And so, you know, I, I, I want to be understanding. I want to be all of these things. I just feel like perhaps if it was better run before COVID-19, maybe we wouldn't be having this wow. discussion. 
Wow. So the businessman too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hire me, all right? I'll be your economist. <laughs> um, up next, we have a segment called 10 Quick Fire Questions. This week, we have... Hi, my name is Voldemort. These are my 10 Quick Fire Questions. Who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you have played with? Uh, Who is the flashiest dresser that you've played with? Uh, I'll go for Mandy Mahal. And then who's the worst dressed? That's me. <laughs> uh, what is the worst mistake that you've made in a match? I tried to um, to control the ball, then it went over my, my 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 feet. Do you remember who it was against? It was against Chippa United. I was playing for Warok. Ah, and then at Chippa United, who is your best friend right now? First, I will left. Um, what can I say? Gerard uh, okay. Mudisai. Right now, what is your favorite footballing memory? Uh, my first game that I played against Amazon. What is the best goal that you've ever conceded? A shot that you just couldn't stop? Um, the goal was uh, my, my banner free kick. My banner from Celtic. Yes, yes. All right. What is your favorite car at the moment? My favorite car is uh, a Range Rover. Range Rover. In South Africa, what is your favorite local food? Bob, Bob, Bob and Meat. Up in street meat, like beef stew. Yes, and then last but not least, what is your favorite holiday destination? Mauritius. Have you ever been? No, I want to be there. Another one. We Another should, one busted us. <laughs> we should have a score tally for gang, 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 gang. I've actually been to their <laughs> dream destination. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that was 10 quick fire questions. Big thank you to Chippa United goalkeeper Veli Motwa. Up next, we have a segment called The Secret Footballer. This is where Sean takes a look at Kickoff Magazine's back page and an anonymous uh, footballer or person involved in the game tells a story about what's happening. Who, What you got this week, sorry. Yeah, so um, one of uh, well, this guy, we don't know who it is, but he's playing for um, TTM. Mm-hmm. And he says, now, we are now playing for our lives, literally. We don't know if we are coming or going. And it just sort of goes back to what Teko has just said in terms of uh, people have to go now back on trial, mm. um, seasoned professionals, you know, as a new owner coming in. You don't know. Now, TCM, they, they can't get promoted. Mm. They're playing for nothing the next two games. Mm-hmm. And they're now sitting there twiddling their thumbs and just wondering what is actually going to happen. Mm. New owners are coming in. They don't have the. They don't have to keep them. So, take my, my question is like, I mean, can you even fathom being in that position? Uh, you know, two three months ago, you've got a signed contract, possibly a lengthy contract. Your team has been sold. You're not getting promoted. You're still stuck in the bio bubble. I mean, uh, what must it be like? Eh? I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy times. And a lot of these players are going to be without jobs now. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary because. We all know uh, most of the players, you know, we've got similar backgrounds. Most of us are breadwinners wherever we are. Mm -hmm. And to be in this position, because most of the players, when you sign a contract, you want a lengthy contract because at least that gives you a stable income. And you know exactly that you're going to be there for longer. So that gives some sense of comfort. And then this when this happens, and we all know in South Africa, we're struggling with paying players out. We signed them for five years, two months before we sell the team. Now the team is sold. You want me out, you can't pay me out. It becomes a diff- it becomes a problem. And I and I feel like I think this 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 thing now, the trend that is starting now, I think it's gonna go on and on unless the PSL does something with it. This thing of selling teams, this thing of buying teams, now changing ownership, players are going. I think 
we we need to we need to we need to uh, realize who are the stakeholders here. The players, the players are the franchise, but the way they've been treated lately, it's it's ridiculous and it's and it's very scary. Uh, thank God I'm not a player anymore because I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Because from there on, what do you say to your family? You know, you don't know whether you'll be here or not, and if you're not here. Um, the team, the new owner will be saying, okay, guys, all of you that are registered with this team, you invited for trials on Monday. <laughs> Imagine. Open trials, so bro. And, hey, dude, bring, so that's scary. Bring your own lunchbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> bring your own beep. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Oh, man. So, man, I feel sorry for them. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. This actually does link quite nicely with uh, the last story regarding the PSL playoffs. So I'm going to get to that. But first, this week in football history. Today, we Remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week back in 1926, Milan and, oh sorry, AC Milan and Inter Milan inaugurated the San Siro with a friendly Inter Milan winning 6-3. This week back in 1920, Uruguay defeated Brazil 6-0 and it remains Brazil's worst ever loss. This week, back in 2014, Kaiser Chiefs were crowned MTNA champions after defeating Orlando Paris 1-0 at the Moses Mabita Stadium. The following year, Chiefs made the final again, but were beaten 1-0 by Ajax Cape Town at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium in Port Elizabeth. Sir, it's a pleasure. I was there. Right, right. <coughs> my God, my God. Was that, was that your clean sheet? <coughs> <laughs> my side, sorry. <laughs> One clean sheet. <laughs> and that remains Sean Roberts' only clean sheet in his career. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, last story of the day. Let's jump straight to the PSL playoffs. And we know we've been mentioning TTM. Most recent result over here is them getting spanked by Ajax Cape Town, who I also just mentioned. But it was a 5-0 drubbing on the back of an Elazar Rogers hat-trick in mm. that game. and 5-1, um, Slew. 5-1, 5-1, sorry no about that. Also correct. <laughs> also correct. <laughs> All right. Um, but it was, uh, you know, before the game, people on Twitter and even the commentators were asking the question, Is there are there questions around TTM's willingness to fight for this considering they already have their status. And I think it's nice that we just mentioned, yes, because they need to prove themselves to yeah. management. Yeah, I mean, they're fighting for their lives. Yeah, and so far, so bad, because yeah. it's three losses from three. It's not going to get any easier against Black Leopards. Mm. Uh, they don't have, they're, they're, they're out of the playoff race, essentially. Sure. It's now between Ajax and Black Leopards. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so Ajax did themselves a massive favor in, in scoring... Uh, big goals which they're going to need yeah. they have to win against black leopards must win and black leopards basically they can win but i think a very low score against ctm um but yeah ajax have to win and obviously they're gonna we win um black leopards play ttm again they're gonna hope that ttm wins but i yeah. don't know the, the, here's the best case scenario for there's two actually mm. scenarios so best case scenario is ajax beat black leopards convincingly and then Black Leopards don't beat TTM by enough goals mm. to beat Ajax on right. goal difference. There is still a possibility if Ajax lose to Black Leopards, because if they lose to Black Leopards 1-0 and then Black Leopards somehow lose to TTM, Ajax have scored more goals right. than Black Leopards. 
So they'd be even on goal difference, mm. but Ajax have scored more. So, but that's almost, I mean, Black Leopards, the way they've been playing in the, in the playoffs specifically, look like they'd handily beat TTM. Sure. But now it's, it's mm. a, up to Ajax to beat yeah. Black Leopards. C- come on, Ajax. We yeah. would love another team here down <laughs> in the Cape and one less, <laughs> one less vendor trip for the boys next season. Um, but yeah, Slu, it's, I mean, just to think that Ajax are back in this position yet again is heartbreaking. Um, something yeah. is seriously not okay um, uh, over there at, at Ajax. So, uh, yeah, we we hope. We hope. Elazar can score another hat-trick yeah. and, um, and bring the PSL back to Cape Town, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they had, whatever yeah, juice Ajax had at halftime, they need that juice for the whole game Absolutely. against Black Leopards. Steko, your thoughts? Yeah, for me, it's uh, watching Ajax in the playoffs, it's a team that uh, doesn't play the same the whole game. There's always two different halves. Mm. And uh, going into this Leopards game, I think it's important to understand how important that game, that game is because you don't want to be sitting down and start counting with your fingers now that we've got less goals, we did this, we did this, because that's how they lost the, the league. Mm. That's why they find themselves in the playoffs. I think they need to do themselves justice and play w- with everything they have, all the energy, you know, just just that has been reserved now, just go into the, the, the Leopards game and give it your all, win the game. Irrespective of what happens with TTM, I think they need to do themselves justice by winning the game and getting back to promotion. I think also, uh, but also we can say the similar thing with Black Clippers. Also, they stand a good chance. They 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 got more experience, uh, the PSL experience. When you look at the players for for IX, there's a lot of young young quality players. But for me, the only reason why I want okay, there's two reasons why I want IX to come back. One, it'll be good for Cape Town as well. For 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 for. for for, for all the fans of IX Cape Town to see that team back in the PSL. Secondly, it's the youngsters, the quality of the youngsters that they have within that team. Mm. Like, it's it's beautiful to watch. And I wish those players still can be exposed in the PSL, get those opportunities, because I believe that not we don't get enough, uh, we don't give enough chances to these younger ones in the PSL. And mm. I think now there's a new trend now with all the NDC players coming in and playing in those in the bio bubble. I wish it can continue in, in a normal season. And I see IX having that, you know, having those type of players within their uh, with, within their squad. And I just wish that they can get promotion so that we can see them play and compete, you know, with the, with the rest of the PSL teams. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, Ajax, they have they have the top scorer, Mosiat Lacha in the in the in the he got the golden boot for Gladys he, Championship. He, has he scored in the bio bubble? Ooh, good question. I don't think I've seen him score. Um and, and, he, and he did pick up well. he picked up a knock in the game before last, the one against Black Leopards. I'll have so. a good player. Massive uh, I know he's 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 nice. He's so delicious. Ima- imagine they get to the <laughs> imagine they get to the premiership and they keep him. Uh, I would also, you know, what I'd love to see. I'd love to see uh, Grant Machaman be loaned back out to Ajax because he's a midfielder. For him mm. to make that Sundown squad next season is going to be hard. Mm. I know Sundowns play with depth, but I think maybe it would it would it would work nicely for Grant if he went back. And then they also had this kid who was smashing um, in attack. In, in the last game, Dale Wakefield, who, who looked really good. So Ajax would be a lot of fun to watch, I think, in the league next season, as, as long as they make mm-hmm. make good on, on 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 some of those back. What's the right word? The behind the scenes issues. That's, that's the one. <laughs> uh, the so, big issues. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know, um, if, if, if Ajax were to come down, the great thing is that we'd be able to drive to watch them play. 
right? And and, and a way that we could do that is using a car. So bad. It just gets worse. <laughs> right, car of the week. Uh, Wade Yoster has been pictured with a red Audi A1. The latest Audi A1 certainly ups its game from a visual perspective. And with its wide grille, similar to that of the R8 supercar, the luxurious super mini looks distinctively sporty. Speed doesn't mean much here, but it kind of does a bit. That's 0 to 100 in 9.5 seconds, which is not really that quick, is it? Still, at least the A1 is a car to be proud of. It's a handsome hatch, aggressively detailed and distinct from anything else in the class. Not the greatest car Audi has manufactured, in my, my opinion. As you know, I'm a massive Audi fan, but I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Hmm. Hmm. 6.5 out of 10. An A1, though, with a footballer? It's, a bit, it's, not really a, it's not really a good mix, is it? But anyway... Well yeah. done, Wade. It's kind of, I think, like the footballer's mom car. <laughs> soccer mom. Gra- <laughs> grandmom's car. Yeah. <laughs> you said that was Wade Euster? Wade Euster of Highlands, yeah. Of Highlands, yeah. yeah. You know, he's really going to need some motivation hey, hey. with the current sale going on. Here you know what I mean? Here we go. So motivation comes from none other than Cole Alexander, who's been... Oh, we forgot about him in the midfielder, guys. Midfielder of the season. Yeah, he's had a stellar season. No, we didn't. We did. No, but no, we didn't. We, we didn't forget. <laughs> we didn't no, no, we didn't. There was no, a bit of bits I didn't mention. There's a couple of people who actually think Ricardo Goss is goalkeeper of the season. Which, nah, nah. I, don't know I think Colin Alexander's right up there for midfield of the season. Anyway, motivational quote of the week. <laughs> our, our daily behavior is a reflection of our deepest beliefs. That's what Cole says. Very, hmm. very cool. I like that. I like that. I like a lot. I like it a lot. Well, a lot. My... Whether you have been listening to us on the SL Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Game Time on Mahi Gang 96.7 FM, thank you very much for joining us on The Car Wash. I have been your host, Slu Paho. That's been Sean Roberts. Are we? And that has been Teko Murise. Mabuta. <laughs> and we will all see you same place, same time next week. Peace. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.